Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to a new week of Am I Worthy, the podcast. This is Gabby Thorne, and welcome. It is May 7th. I hope that your week has been really, really great because I'm going to be straight up. My week is ending on a very great note. I don't think that I've had a Friday this good in probably um maybe since we entered this year honestly this this friday has just kind of in a way blown my mind but also just put um i don't know kind of like in store hope or or like restoration within me right so let's start with kind of what is that the morning was that the morning i don't know all right, so let me tell you a little bit about my day. It, it was a mix of different things. All right, so one of these things was grad school. So I had I had already re, uh, pre-registered for this grad school session, right? And I had registered maybe a couple of weeks ago or something. And so today when I realized like, oh my goodness, it's today, a part of me was just like, there's so much else that I could be doing or just um, focused on that. Oh, do I really want to do this yet? And then I also I had, I was supposed to meet with someone um at that time at 12 o'clock and that, and that didn't happen. So I was able to look not look, but attend a info session for University of Southern California. And that if I want to, if I, I am looking to pursue grad school while also I'm a person that I, I am a little bit under $50,000 in debt with student loans. Right. And so my goal over these next three year, three years, honestly, is just snowball effect and to knock out this debt. Right. And so that's a huge goal I have and that I personally would not like to attend a grad school until that's knocked out, right? So say, for instance, I applied for a Fulbright and I found out a couple of weeks ago that I didn't get it. A Fulbright was an option because I didn't have to pay or if I did have to pay for something, it would be a reimbursed, right? But for me personally, I don't want to attend grad school until I knock out all my debt. Um, because I don't see a rush in it. But then also with that, I just don't understand the point of being in debt and then rolling into more debt. That just personally for me, that's just not a great financial decision. And then also with grad school, it's an investment, right? And if I don't know what I'm investing in, that I'm just wasting money and time to resources that, uh, you know, it's like they're, they're two really big resources, right? All right, so let's go back to this information um session. That was just a little bit. That was going. That was going off um a little bit uh just about uh grad school. So I had went to University of Southern California USC for an infor- information session on Zoom, and the whole time y'all I'm gonna be straight up. This was middle of the day. This was noon. The whole time that this woman is talking because it's nine a.m. there, so twelve o'clock Eastern time because I live in Virginia. So the whole time that this lady is talking, I am just, I, I don't, I don't know why, but I just could not concentrate. Honestly, I just didn't want to sit down. I like I was cleaning and just doing just everything right, but listening because it was, it was a Zoom information. It was just a Zoom. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it was just Zoom. I don't know. And then this girl messages me. And she's like, oh, it's nice to have another black woman on the call, basically, right? And then 
um, she t- talks about how there's another girl, black girl on the call, right? And so then um, me and these two other girls, like by the end, um, after we get off the chat, we end up just talking about our lives, right? And so y'all, it's just so crazy. I'm like, oh my goodness, I went to this one information session and I left with something I didn't expect, right? And so then that happens. And so it was really cool to talk to um, these two females, right? And so that happened. And oh, okay, okay, I gotta keep talking. And then also, the crazy thing is, is that uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to go to grad school for at least three, maybe I don't, I don't, I think four is pushing it, but probably at least three years from now, especially because that's that's as long as I plan to live in Harrisonburg, right? And so, um, unless God calls me sooner or later, it'll probably be sooner than later, um, to go somewhere else, but. Yeah. And then when I'm talking to them, they're planning to enter. They're planning to apply the same year as me. I'm like, mm, look at you guys. Look at you. And so uh, USC is one of them in that I want to do a master's of social entrepreneurship, but I'm also looking at a couple of other grad schools. But California, hopefully, God willing, will be the place. And if so, we'll see. All right. And so you're a person, you don't know where you're about to be a couple of years from now. Just start visioning, start looking, start just, just, just do it. Sometimes fear can just hold us back or us not knowing what's on the other side of something, but just taking step by step by step by step, little by little by little, right? It does so much. Whoever is faithful with little can be faithful with much, right? Um, This is talking about, this bit was, um, you know, this is a scripture talking about finances. Well, also when we think about it, it's just when we do this little by little by little, it adds up to much, right? So, your person, you don't know what you'll do in three years. I encourage you just to look, just to attend stuff, do something free and do it for free. You know, like this on um, the USC session I went to, it was free. I didn't have to pay any money. I didn't apply to, I didn't apply to the school. I just wanted to learn information, right? <sighs> yeah. And so just do it. You don't know where you're headed. You just have to start to knock out your day. And then the more and more that you knock out your day, the more and the more that you knock out your days to realize that you realize like, okay, I know where I know, or I can maybe have a sense of where God is leading me into the next chapter of my life. But then also I know that there is always something, right? Like for instance, um, this morning, Right now, I'm looking at, um, I'm in looking at Acts, but I know I need to start to go to Isaiah, I'm reading Isaiah more, right? But right now, I'm in the book of Luke, Luke and Acts, right? Within the New Testament. That's kind of like what I'm really, really heavy on, a little bit of Revelations too. And so, right now, um, this morning when I was reading Luke, right? I read how Jesus had raised this widow, this widow's dead son up, right? It's within, um, you know, like earlier part of Luke. And I have never, when I say never, I have never in my life read this scripture. And so it just really hit me. Like say for instance, some stuff in Old Testament that I haven't read before. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause it's Old Testament, but New Testament, even if I, even before, um, I received salvation, um, the, the free gift that anyone can have, all you got to do is repent, um, ask God for forgiveness, right? And believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. That's how you receive salvation, right? And so before I had received salvation three years ago, I all, like, I pretty much not always knew, um, certain stories from New Testament, but I could, 
at least get like a hint or a sense of certain things. So it just amazed me so much at this miracle that Jesus did. And when I was studying this um, miracle, right, of how he did this earlier, uh, earlier within the upper part of the of scripture, right? The er- earlier part is he had went to Capernaum, right? And so then me, I went to school for architecture, right? And I'm still interested in or maps land. It still interests me um, just because I don't have, I'm not using my degree in a traditional way. It doesn't mean that I'm not using my degree, right? Like I use it when I'm reading the Bible. So I look on a map of Capernaum to the town that they were, the town that he had before he didn't even enter, but he's about to enter the gates of a, a village basically called Nam, right? And I looked at above how today with paved wave roads, with paved roads, right? It takes a day to reach this. So back in the day in biblical times and everything, it probably took at least, uh, at least more than a day right, to enter this. So Jesus literally heals this um, centurion servant, right? And then he probably like wakes up early, gets his disciples like, hey, we need to get on the road, right? And then he travels and performs his miracle before he even enters the village of Nam, um, Nam, right? Or Nam, however you say it. Y'all, Oh my goodness. When we read the Bible, it has so many different layers. And then also it's just so much that we just don't even understand. So I encourage you, your person, you don't understand what, like where to start. Just read the gospels. This is Mark. This is Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Um, read a little bit, bit of Acts while you add it. Like it is just so crazy how much we can learn from just studying and studying and being thirsty for his word before anything else. Right. And when I say his word, I'm talking about Jesus word. I ain't talking about the man you want. I'm talking about the word of Jesus Christ. Okay. The Bible. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like I'm getting off, top- off topic. What was I talking about? Um, oh, okay. All right. So now I'm back. I feel like I got off topic a little bit, uh, but I just had to mention that. All right. And so where was I going? Okay. And so how all of this ties into today, right? Is that when I was looking looking at how Jesus traveled from Capernaum, Capernaum, however you say this, Capernaum to the village of Naum, before, or not even before, when all of this was happening, it just really made me pay attention to how much Jesus traveled with his disciples. This is something that, um, God had me pay attention to a couple months ago also, but Jesus traveled, like he, he traveled, he went places, he, he went in people's homes. He had people support him to do his ministry, right? Even women, right? Like Jesus, Jesus just, oh my goodness, just, it's so amazing. And some of y'all don't understand what this amazing is. It's a joy. It's a peace beyond understanding. It's not a joy that a new car, um, even a new job. It's just, or anything can give me a new child. Like nothing can compare to the love, the joy of just learning about Jesus, like nothing. Right. And when I'm looking at how Jesus travel and everything, it made me come to this question of what's my ministry, right? With traveling, with doing or whatever I'm doing within my life, like what is the ministry that God has for me right now? Let me tell you how I knew the basically a part of the piece of 
the ministries that God has called me to. Because it's not it's not one, it's multiple, right? Everybody has a different calling, but mine's is multiple, right? And so a year ago, God spoke a word, a word to me and it's like, okay, that was the first confirmation. And then over this past year, I've been interning as a campus missionary with my church. And also I have started volunteering with this local nonprofit in downtown Harrisburg called OCP, Our Community Place. Y'all, I have been with OCP for under six months and I've been with campus ministry for 12 months. Y'all, the more and more and more I would go to OCP, the more and more I would go and start to pray for people, the more and more I would go and just fall in love with people, just fall in love with um people who to the world may look like they have nothing, but if they had Jesus, that would be all like all all that it, all they need, all that all of us need, right? Um, it just, it just really triggered my heart, like at a whole nother level. But then also on the other side of campus ministry, it made me start to realize that I'm not called to this full time. Maybe within a season, I might, I don't know, uh, do something that might not look exactly like, uh, church campus ministry, but that's not it. Right. And so one way to know of what's like, what, what is your ministry is that once you have a taste, you can't leave. This is just going to be the core front of it all, right? It is just going to be the core front, right? So say for instance, when I go to OCP from day one, I was excited just to do it. I was excited, not because, oh, this is my one moment. I finally made it or whatever. No, down the line, like 10 years from now, I want to not, not just own homeless shelters, but I want to help people get back into society, especially men in jail, which is why the person I married, his, his mission, I would like for his mission to be very tied to men in prison, right? So when I think about how when I first started at OCP, it just felt like excitement, right? But then um when life starts to when life starts to hit or whatever, I would still faithfully go there. I'm not getting paid a dime or whatever, which is okay. I'm not getting paid at all. And I'm going there week by week by week by week, no matter what is going on in my life. When I say once you have a taste of the of what your what your ministry is, and I'm talking when I talk when I'm talking about ministry in this context, I'm just talking about on um, whatever God's called you to, right? Ministry is not confined to a church. I used to think that myself, um, but it's not. It's not confined to a church. Ministry is what you do what, of what God has called you to, right? It's just like we we read Romans, which is written by um, p- the Apostle Paul, who lived just a radical life on fire for God. He didn't stop. He had you know fallen off, like met, like had an encounter with the Lord um, in Damascus, which is today Syria, and just from this one encounter, he was on and on and on the go for God. Like yes, he was beat. Yes, he was brutalized. Yes, he was beat in prison. But he has said, "To die is to gain." In Christ, within um, Philippians, he just, huh, Paul is just. Oh my goodness. I feel like Paul is the OG. Like he is the OG of the Bible. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Paul's just OG. Peter may be number two OG to me, but that's my personal opinion. All right. So this is the scripture I was talking about, right? Um, I was talking about of how God calls us, um, into a ministry. Like it's not, you know, it's just, 
it's just not contained to a church. I used to think that was, but it's really not. All right. So when we, we when we read Romans 8, 3 in CSB, which stands for Christian Standard Bible version, right? It says, Paul, Paul is talking to the church during this time, right? And he says, for what the law could not do since it was weakened by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh, right? In the flesh, this flesh is skin. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, it's, it's skin. It's our earthly lives, like just living and breathing. Like you listen to me right now, where you're and haven't received salvation yet. Like that's flesh by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering in order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, right? So if we're not walking according to the flesh and walking to the spirit, then we are loving, we are trusting God. But then also if we are um not walking according to the flesh, which means our own desires, our own passions or whatever, then we are going to the spirit, right? And then you go down a little bit later uh, within Romans, right? And this is Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Keyword, his. Our purpose is might not always align with God's purpose, if I'm being straight up. I've learned that over one year of what I thought I was going to be doing with my life is not what God wanted me to, is not what God had for me. And Walking in God's sight, it was not the, the, it was not what I expected. And so 29, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Right. And so you don't understand what is your ministry. Meditate on Romans 8, probably all of it. But then also with that, uh, I encourage you go on. It's a website called Bible Hub. When looking at, the, when reading the Bible or whatever, or especially New Testament, um, Old Testament is still important. Like, yes, Jesus lived for us, died for us, and rose up three days later, right? In the New Testament. But the coming of the Lord, the coming of Jesus Christ, of how the Messiah, uh, just how, just so much of of Jesus coming, right, was talked about within the Old Testament. It's not just, oh, this Jesus just came out of nowhere in New Testament. No, go back and read your Bible and look on Bible Hub and look at cross-references of how the Bible basically repeats certain parts because it does. Duh. Um, I'm sorry, that was rude. But do that, right? So that's one way. And yeah, because when you're predestined, when you're called, when you're justified and you're glorified, is everything that you you are going to do is going to be for God's glory within your ministry. But then also with the people that you reach, yo, it's 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 not going to come out of nowhere. When we think about how God created, when we think about how Jesus Christ created us within our, his image, right? Like he knew us, like he knew, like he he he's he's the he's the potter and we are the clay like he knows he knows it all right and so some of you are freaking out so much because you're 
so worried. Oh, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Don't focus so much on am I doing this right? But number one, do I love God? Number one, do I serve the um the the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, and mind? Um, some uh, some some versions say strength, right? Just focus on these commands because all of the commands when we and I'm talking about the Great Ten Commandments, all of these commandments flow out of that. Period. Okay. Um, and so that's something else. And y'all, when you're, when we are predestined for the ministry, the people that, um, God is going to use us to reach, one thing to work, to watch out for is that is, I would say pride thinking, I got myself here. I'm the reason this, like, no, instead of thinking like that, what we should be thinking about is, Lord, thank you for trusting me with the gifts, right? Also with that is just know who you are, like walk in who you are, be bold in who you are. Now, when I say this a lot, yes, allow God to prune you, purify you, because every part of us who we think we are is might not be who God wants us to be. Just being straight up. I've learned that from personal um, experience, right? Like say, for instance, oh I, oh, I don't ask for help. I don't need help. Like, no, that's something God has, to, has had to prune me on, right? Um, And so- Dude, when you walk in your calling, uh, it's, it's going to be hard, but it's so worthy. It is so, so worthy. Um, It's worthy. It's worthy. And something to watch out for while we are walking as a calling is that we should, yes, want to place ourselves within the ministry, the people group that God's called us to. While also we should, the, the another point, and this might be where I'll end or maybe not, is that you should want to see growth. That's like part this, that's going to be my final point for today. You should want to see growth. Now, when I say this, I said, see, seeing and doing are two different things, right? Yes, we should be to work before we do the work. While also with that, this is my personal opinion, because I feel like this can be a this can be a two way streak. I'm going to say you should want to see the growth, but you should not always want to be a part of the growth. Why do I say this? Good question. <laughs> I say this because if we are so focused on being a part of the growth and doing and doing and doing and doing, and I need to make this happen, I need to do this. Sometimes we can get to a point where we miss God, but then also with that, sometimes we can put ourselves. Mm, I'm talking to somebody right now. Sometimes we can put ourselves in seasons for too long that God does not want us to be a part of. Do you hear me? Sometimes if we can, if we start to have the mindset of, I need to be a part of this ministry. I need to be a part of this job. I cannot leave this job because they are going to be mad at me or this person is going to be sad at me or whatever. It is a dangerous, dangerous spot to be because we can put ourselves in bad seasons. We can put ourselves in wilderness seasons that God never even attended us to be in, right? So what do I mean by this? So I mean, when serving, doing, working, uh, owning, uh, investments, uh, even tithing, whatever we do, if we do it from a, 
from a place of, oh, I, I, I have to, I have to, I have to. That's when we miss God, if I'm being straight up. That's when we start to, um, it was a message tonight. I went to a Friday night service at my church. I'll put a link um, to it in the show notes. But he, but, um, PC, which is our pastor, Pastor Chris, one of our other, one of our pastors and many pastors, Pastor Chris Johnson, um, right, was basically just, Talk PC is what we call him. PC was just basically talking of how, you know, um, there was just one part when he said, sometimes when we have, uh, when we call something a demonic attack is it's not a demonic attack. It's us not repenting and it attract and it, att- it attracts a demonic attack. It's not an attack. It's an attraction. I said, mm, that's so good. <laughs> like, that's so good. That was, I was like, mm. <laughs> It's good, but it's true. I have literally, I have literally experienced that. Um, what was it? It was a little while ago. I literally experienced that, but it's true. Um, it's true. It doesn't feel good. Um, so yeah, I hope this helped y'all because this episode might have been all over the place. I'm sorry because it's late at night. I'm being straight up. Um, but yeah. So want to see the. Back to this last point, because this is, I feel like I'm talking about somebody right now. Back to this last point real quick of wanting to see the growth. Whether you are there or not, something should be able to grow. Um, This may sound too deep for you, but I'm just being real. If you were to die tomorrow in whatever you are a part of, organization, your business, your company, your children, if they could not keep going without you. That is a problem. With doing something, we should be creating systems and strategies, right? So someone else could step in. And then also when worse come worse, we're not all the way isn't on someone or something to fix everything that we left in only I zone. So don't create an I zone, create a we zone when you create something. It may be hard to leave, but some some things are for a season is not for forever. So when we see growth, right? It means okay, even if I leave tomorrow or I'm leaving 5 years from now from this, I'm going I would love to still see it grow cuz I'm not a part of it versus having a perspective of I want to be a part of the growth, which is why I'm saying this is dangerous is that we can hold on to something too long, but then also with that, we it might be time for us to let go. We can't let go. It might be time for us to walk away from a person who is hurting us, but we want to see them grow so, grow so bad that we don't leave them, which is really not helping them at all because we're just babying them, right? So if you need to leave them, like leave them um, that. And then also with, be- with wanting to just be a part of growth, is that it's just a slippery slope. And if you don't know what a slippery slope is, go look it up. (laughs) All right, y'all, I love you. I need to go to BED, go to my bed. But yeah, I love y'all so much. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are. Follow me on Instagram at worthy is the weight. All right, and so I love you so much, and you have an amazing start to your week. Good night.